Hello, welcome back to All Things Apple, the podcast where we talk about everything good and bad inside the world of Apple, mostly good, because I'm an Apple sheep, and yeah, that about sums it up. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the M2 MacBook Air, and absolutely everything in detail, every aspect of this machine, because I have used it as my main computer for the past month, and I have some thoughts, so yeah, let's get into that. Um, first things first, it looks very new, and I have to appreciate that because the MacBook Air doesn't really get updated that often, and honestly, I'm surprised they brought the design of the MacBook Pro over to the MacBook Air so early on, because it feels like, until now, the MacBook Air basically got updated, like, every, maybe six years or more, and now it's been like, whoa, they actually care about this thing, like, holy shit. It's not just being thrown onto the back burner. Hold on a sec. Okay, I was getting a phone call. How rude. There we go. You might be able to hear it vibrating. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out like a solo recording setup. So I'm sorry if you could hear some background noise. Um, yeah. So let's get into the nitty gritty. First things first, when I opened the box, I was thinking... First of all, this is my first MacBook, and I was amazed. It honestly looked a lot better than I thought. In the Apple Store, it kind of felt cheaper, but I think that could have had to do with the fact that it was a display model. It might have been made of a different material or maybe lighter, but the MacBook that I've been using, it doesn't feel cheap. I think they've used the same hinge as the old one. It feels very similar. If anything, it feels a little different, but that's probably because it's balanced a bit differently. It still can be opened with one finger. You don't even have to hold down the rest of the computer. But the only thing is, it does feel a little harder to open, which kind of annoys me. Sometimes it feels like the lid is shut all the way, and then it's like stuck. You have to pull on it a little harder than I feel like you should. I've used the old design of the MacBook Air before, and I never had that problem. So I don't know if that's just with this design, if it's some random little fluke that mine has, but either way, that's something to note. Um, I do really like the display. The display's great. It's big. It's beautiful. It's bright. I've used it outside. I've used it inside different environments right now in my house. It looks great. In Starbucks, it looks great. Like, the glare isn't that bad. And this display gets freakishly bright. Like, I'm not even kidding. For a MacBook Air, I was amazed. I did not think that it would reach this level of brightness. Um, yeah, so that is pretty cool in my opinion. I feel like the display is its strongest part, but also this keyboard and trackpad, they're amazing. Like I can't go on without talking about them, for real. They feel so much better than any Windows computer I've ever used. Maybe to a Mac user this is average, but I think it's amazing. I think the keys are great sizes, Um, it's a big keyboard as a whole, it feels like a desktop sized keyboard minus a numpad, which is fine because I do not like numpads. That's just a personal thing though, I know a lot of people that love those, but you can't really fit it on a 13 inch laptop, so it's fine. Uh, One little touch that I like about the physical design, 
is the fact that they don't have the speaker girls exposed anymore and i think this is great if you were ever afraid of getting dirt in it or water it makes it a little more clean too and i think that was what i noticed at first i was like whoa where are the speakers <laughs> and they, i think they come from in between like the lid and the bottom part of the laptop um they sound just as good as the old ones maybe a little bit less tinny but really they sound good for a laptop but you're not gonna listen to things on them a lot i think they do shine so much brighter when you're listening to a podcast or listening to youtube while doing work something like that also editing videos with these speakers is actually not that bad um, I tend to use corded headphones, like the ones that I'm using for monitoring during this podcast. But, you know, whatever floats your boat, if you want to use these, it sounds okay. It sounds better than average, but it is not pro-level. Sorry, <laughs> I meant to say, it is not pro-level. And that's okay, because it's a MacBook Air. What do you expect? I honestly expected less, so this is pretty good. Now I'm going to move on to the trackpad just because I love this thing. I think it's a great size. It is a little bit less squarish compared to the old one. Um, I'm comparing it to the 2020 MacBook Air. And honestly, it's just as fast. It feels just as fast. Uh, people have brought up the SSD being slower. And honestly, I don't notice that. I do have the 256 gig model, so I would notice it if it was slower. And honestly, I think it's fast enough. I feel like we take numbers way too seriously. And I've used it for basic video editing. I wouldn't say that I'm like a professional, but it does sound um, kind of like one of those things where people are just looking for something to get angry at. I feel like it's a great device as a whole. And the memory is perfect. I have not run out of memory and it's eight gigs. Honestly, I think unified memory does a great job compared to any crap that they have on Windows computers because I've used Dell laptops, HP laptops, um, Lenovo, and they all suck at RAM management. But this is amazing. It's like macOS and unified memory together are just this beautiful combination and I love it. So definitely it shines very bright in that department. I also love macOS. I used macOS here and there sort of in the Apple Store on friends' computers, but never have I had my own Mac. And that's where I think this device is amazing. The operating system is designed so that the notch in the middle of the screen feels less like an intrusion and more like added screen is on the left and right of it, which I think is great because the menu bar is up there, so then you have more space for your content, and I love it so much. I wish every computer took this approach, and yeah, I'm an Apple sheep, but at the same time, why wouldn't you want more screen? And instead of having a super crappy webcam and sticking it in a tiny bezel like the Dell XPS laptop did, I absolutely love that they made space for it and it looks like an Apple product because the notch is very similar to the iPhone 13, but they added space for your menu bar there. So 
I think it's amazing. It feels more like a 14-inch laptop than a 13-inch laptop, and this is 13.6 inches compared to the old one, which was 13.3, so it is almost 14. It's nearing 14 inches, not quite as big as the MacBook Pro, but that's fine. I am literally just so happy that there is this extra screen real estate. I think every little bit counts. I could totally see them making the bezels even thinner in a future version, but I would not expect that until many years from now, because honestly, this is like peak MacBook Air for me. I feel like the only things they could improve is in the performance department, but honestly, performance is great. I have used this all day, every day for the past month and it has never disappointed. I love it so much. It is so fast. You just open it up and get right to what you want to do. You can tell that that M2 is really pushing when you want to do video editing, and it heats up a tiny bit, but honestly, I'm surprised. People complained a little bit about thermals, but this thing barely warms up, and it did not slow down for me. I've been editing 4K at 60 footage for people, and holy shit, this thing is amazing. I would recommend it to anybody who wants that super slim profile. Definitely upgrade the storage because I always have to use an SSD that I bought, uh, like an external one. So if that bothers you and you're doing a lot of editing, then definitely upgrade the storage. Like I said, I didn't just because I have an external one and that's cheaper, but I definitely would love it if I could afford a MacBook Air that has higher storage because then you literally have everything in this cute little MacBook. And it kind of reminds me of the 12-inch MacBook in that sense, because I know people have talked about that. Um, there have been some people online saying this is the revival of the 12-inch MacBook, and I would extremely disagree with that, but I understand where they're coming from in the sense that it's thin, it's not thinner than the old one, it's just this beautiful design, and it's thin and very light. But unlike the 12-inch MacBook, this can actually be used for professional things. You can actually edit, you can actually use it on a daily basis and feel like you're using a real computer. I feel like the 12-inch MacBook was so tiny, it felt like an iPad, it felt like it should be on iPad OS. And it just had a weird place in the lineup. I feel like this should replace that M2 MacBook Pro that they came out with. Instead, I think they're just tacking it on, and hopefully in the future they end up having this replace that M2 MacBook Pro. Maybe they'll make this design cheaper, which I think would be great because then more people could enjoy it. But right now I think this has a great place in the lineup. And yeah, the design on the outside's great. It feels like good quality. And the performance, like I said, has been fantastic. The webcam, it looks pretty good. It looks better than my old Dell laptop. It looks better than the old MacBook Airs used to. I know that it isn't exactly what people want, but that's what continuity camera is for. And honestly, I used continuity camera a little bit, and I was amazed just because of how cool it is that it is built in and it works so quickly. Just like every other handoff type feature that Apple does, they did it right. It feels like magic, and I love it for that. I think so many people are going to take advantage of this, and I'm really excited for more people to get Ventura. I don't think it's been released to the public yet, I have the developer beta, and I love it. 
I think that it also takes advantage of this M2 way more than Mac OS Monterey did. It just feels snappier, and maybe that's an illusion. I don't know. But to me, anyways, it feels so much better on Ventura. I feel like maybe Mac OS Monterey didn't fully take advantage of the M2. And honestly, like I said, could be a placebo. Could just be me being like, ooh, new software, it takes advantage, woohoo. Um, but yeah, like I said, the M2 does feel faster than the M1. I used an M1 MacBook Air for a few weeks before I got this one, and it was the same, but also a little slower. And like I said, could be an illusion, whatever, that's that. I'm very happy with this Mac. It has honestly been great. I love MagSafe. I can't believe I didn't even talk about that till now. It's a great port. It charges the Mac much faster than with USB-C, which I think is great. It's nice to have a faster charging computer, although I've been charging more recently with USB-C, just because I don't want to degrade this battery any quicker than it will naturally degrade. Um, yeah, so that's the only thing with like fast charging I'm not a huge fan, just because I feel like Macs are those things that people buy and keep for a long time, and I want to do the same. I don't want to end up buying a new Mac for at least five years, so yeah, I wouldn't recommend fast charging it unless if you are okay with battery degradation, and I'm honestly not sure if they replace batteries in MacBooks. I've never had one before, so I want to be careful. The next thing I want to talk about is honestly not even the Mac, it's just the fact that I got a new Magic Mouse. This is so cool, I've never had a black Magic Mouse. I had an old silver one from the Mac Mini that I had like years and years ago. It was a family computer, and I would always take the mouse and use it on my Windows laptop. It wasn't great on Windows, but oh my god, you get the full experience when you're using a Magic Mouse with a Mac. I'm so glad that I got this black one. I feel like it looks really cool with the silver bottom, the black top, it's shiny. It's just a really pretty desk accessory slash decoration slash tool. It's all the things. I think it looks amazing. It has fingerprints on it, but honestly, I'm visually impaired. I can't see the fingerprints. I just enjoy that it's a shiny little thing on my desk and it's a mouse. So honestly, let those fingerprints collect. Also, I didn't even mention the color of the M2 that I have. I have an M2 MacBook Air in Midnight, and I feel like this color has been kind of controversial. I don't understand why, because yes, it collects fingerprints, but so did Space Gray. If you ever had a Space Gray Mac, that thing collected fingerprints too. Okay, this is nothing new. People are dumb, in my opinion, for complaining about it. Honestly, if you get a dark color on any device, it's going to collect fingerprints. That's the way it is. All Mac keyboards are known for that because usually they were black keys and the fingerprints show on that too. Whatever. I can't see a lot of them. Sometimes I see smudges. I'll wipe it off and it's fine. I think that generally it looks great and if you see some smudges, usually you can wipe it off with the back of your hand and honestly it's fine. It's not a big deal and yeah. I just think that people overreact about it. So now that I kind of gave you an introduction on like what I think, what I've used it for, and the physical appearance of the Mac, let's take a break to talk about our sponsor, Bella Rose. 
Ella Rose is a small skincare brand and they make some amazing hair stuff too. I've been using their conditioner and it actually comes with a hair mask which I didn't even know was a thing and I love it because I use that along with the conditioner and my hair has never felt more alive. So if you guys want to use some of their products just like me, you can use code FALLISHERE10 to get 10% off. And that code can be reused, just so you know. Um, along with any of you who have used the codes in the past for Bella Rose, you can reuse that and get another 10% off. I honestly love their stuff because it's also very gentle, so my hair is kind of naturally coarse and dry, but also gets oily quite often and easily, so I always try to be careful with what I use because I don't want to irritate my hair more and create more oil because then it looks like I don't wash, and I do. End of story. Basically, you get the idea. Bella Rose is freaking awesome and you should check them out using the link in these show notes. We have another sponsor for today, and that is Circle. Yes, that's right, the water bottle. You've probably seen it on TikTok, and honestly, it's amazing. You should check them out because Circle has over 40 flavors, and it just goes into this cute little cartridge that screws into your water bottle lid, and basically it flavors your water for up to three refills. And if you keep the flavor setting lower like I do, it ends up lasting way longer. So honestly, it is definitely worth it. It's $3.75 per cartridge. And if you use the link in the show notes, you can actually get $5 off your first auto ship order, which is pretty freaking cool if you ask me. Honestly, Circle's awesome because it gets me to drink more water and I know I wasn't drinking enough until I got Circle. And they have great flavors like different coffee flavors. There's caramelized coffee, vanilla iced coffee, classic iced coffee. They've also got a great peach mango, which I love, and fruit punch. Fruit punch literally tastes like those juice boxes when you're a kid, which is awesome. But unlike those juice boxes, this has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's made with no artificial flavors which is amazing because you know you're drinking something healthy for you and it's making you drink more water. So honestly, it's a win-win. Check them out with the link in these show notes. Okay, so back to the MacBook. I absolutely love the design. We've talked about that. Um, the Apple logo on the back is just like the old ones. It's a reflective one. It's not a light-up logo, unfortunately. I was kind of hoping they would bring that back because this is a little thicker um, as a whole compared to the old MacBook. This has a higher volume, so you would think there'd be space for it. But unfortunately, the answer is no. Like I said, I'm coming from a Windows machine, so I'm not necessarily used to the level of optimization that Apple has, at least on the computer, and I have absolutely been loving iMessage, FaceTime, Music, Safari, Pages, all the things that are just like my iPad and my iPhone, they are brought to the Mac, which I love. I know that's nothing new, but I had to throw that in. I also love Final Cut, that's actually what I'm using right now to record the podcast, and I think it's great. It's an easy to learn tool in my opinion, it's not over complicated, the design makes sense just like all the other Apple products I love, which is awesome because that's 
kind of why I love Apple. They design things that make sense to me, and I end up figuring out how to use their products and services way quicker than anything else. So kudos to Apple in the software department. I have also been finding the apps that are third-party, um, the very few that I use, they are very much updated for the M2, or at least the M1, and since the M2 is pretty similar, it's actually been working perfectly. Chrome has a universal version that automatically downloads, you don't have to find some weird link. Like in the beginning of this whole transition, it felt like you had to go on a scavenger hunt to find some of these apps that were actually built for the Apple Silicon chips. But yeah, no, it seems like Google actually is okay with this whole transition, which is great. Um, Google Chrome is not something I use on the daily. Normally I use Safari, but certain things require a browser like Chrome, and that's okay. I'll use it when I have to, but honestly, it drains the battery more, and it's just not worth it to me. I appreciate the Apple design of Safari. It's very simple, but it gets done what I need it to fast, and it respects my privacy, which is another great thing about Apple, and I love that about this computer. Never on my Windows computers have I ever been able to see when an app is using my microphone or camera and I've never had so much privacy control on a computer which is something I love when I got this thing oh my gosh I got it out of the box and I immediately loved the fact that I could turn off all of the data collection settings and on Windows they don't even let you do that even if you're on a beta on the Mac, you can turn off all the analytics options in the privacy settings. But on Windows, surprisingly, when you're running a beta, you are not allowed to turn off the data collection settings that end up sending them your analytics, which is kind of fucked up if you ask me. Maybe I, I'm just doing it wrong or something, someone let me know, but honestly, I love Apple because of the fact that they seem to respect their users, and honestly they should because we're the ones paying, you know, more than a thousand dollars for a laptop, and honestly I think it's actually worth it. I used to think that MacBooks were kind of overpriced just because a thousand dollars for a computer with an Intel chip in it, mm, not so good. Um, the old MacBook Airs I honestly don't think were as great of a deal. This is kind of like I said earlier, peak MacBook Air, especially because of that whole package. It's Apple-optimized software running on a machine that's made by Apple, which means that it's extremely power-efficient. You have amazing battery life, a beautiful design. It really is the perfect laptop for me. I hope that it can be the perfect laptop for a lot of other people, too. I've been loving it. Um, the software has actually not just been centered around those apps that I use. I love the little design touches, just like the dynamic wallpapers and having Siri built in. I actually turned on type to Siri so that I can click on the icon in the upper right of my menu bar area and type to her so when I'm in a class I can ask it a question without it blurting out an answer and without me having to talk to it. But then I have Hey Siri turned on so that I can talk to her when I need to. And honestly, that was the best tip I ever found online about using a Mac. 
I was looking up all kinds of videos about like new Mac user tips and best apps for the Mac or settings you should change on the Mac and I feel like I found a really efficient workflow. I took off all the apps on the dock that were kind of useless to me and it's been so much more useful since then. I changed the size of the text in the menu bar to be larger. I took away all those icons that were useless. I also did that Siri thing. I'm trying to think about anything else that I changed might be useful for you guys. Oh, I did um, update the Safari. That was one thing. It's not really a setting changed. I turned off Keep My Mac Up to Date. That's what it was called on Monterey. I'm just going to say that because most of you are probably on Monterey if you're a Mac user, and honestly, I love that setting. On Windows, you can't really do that, but I love the idea of keeping one version of macOS for a little while just because it's very much more stable than everything else that you could get, like even the most current update available to the public. It tends to be a little more buggy than something from last year, and you might not have every single feature, but that Mac will be extremely power efficient, but also it won't have bugs that keep you from getting done what you need to. Honestly, I think I'm rambling here, but for real, this computer is the best computer I've ever had. Um, one concern that I've heard about is the keyboard. People think it's mushy or not as high quality as other Macs. I feel like it has more travel than the old MacBook Air, which I kind of love because it feels like an older MacBook, kind of like the new design of the MacBook Pros, uh, where that feels like the older like 2015 and earlier MacBooks. This kind of feels like an older Mac keyboard, which I love because the extra travel is very much something that I'm more comfortable with compared to like having next to no travel and that super clicky feel. I think this is nice. It still feels clicky enough, but it doesn't feel like a super thin keyboard. Like this keyboard feels like it wouldn't be in a thin computer, which is kind of why I'm still amazed when I fold this thing up and put it in my backpack. It is so tiny. I still can't get over that and I still admire it every time I close this computer because it truly does look like it should weigh more than it does. I've even handed it to a few friends at school to be like, hey, can you hold this for a second? Just to see the look on their face and honestly I love that because holy shit these people, they're, I mean they're used to Dell laptops just like I was, but it's funny to see this look when they're like, oh my god, how much does it weigh? I'm like, mm, about a pound. How much does your computer weigh? And they're like, mm, like three of these. And I don't know, something about that is just so satisfying. It's so fun to see people's reactions. And honestly, I think that's because I'm surrounded by Windows users. But even my Mac user friends, they've been like, wow, that's the new MacBook Air. That's pretty cool. I wouldn't have known that it's a MacBook Air just because it looks so much different than the old one. Some people who use Macs, they have um, asked me like, hey, is that a MacBook Pro? And no, it's not. I'm always like, no, it's the new Air. It looks like the Pro, but it's thinner, and I love it. And then I'm pretty sure I've gotten a few people to want to buy one, like, ASAP, which is pretty cool. Because honestly, so many people should use this computer. I feel like it's perfect. And having extra port space, um, now that MagSafe is an option, 
is awesome i feel like that makes this computer so much more capable and yeah it's one of the best purchases i've made in the past few years just because a great computer it really does make a difference in your life when you're not sitting and waiting for your computer to load in order to do your work it really does feel like you're living in a whole different world i mean even restarting the computer is a whole other experience just because of how fast it is and that's sort of what i was alluding to earlier when i was talking about the ssd speeds and how people are mad about that i feel like any ssd nowadays is plenty fast for an average user and even if you're pushing the envelope like i sort of am because i make a podcast i also edit this podcast on this computer and i also do youtube editing for myself and other people so it really has handled it well so i feel like the only time you notice it is when you test it and get the numbers which is great it's nice that people have found that and then call apple out but at the same time i haven't noticed and if you're that worried about the numbers maybe you shouldn't be buying a macbook air i feel like most people who would actually test it and look at the numbers they're not buying a macbook air they're buying the two thousand dollar macbook pro or the mac studio and those devices they come with crazy speed they are not going to be a problem at all so that's kind of my approach to it i feel like i am a prosumer in the sense that i push the envelope a little bit i definitely use it a little heavier than the average person but at the same time i'm not going to be measuring speeds i don't care about those numbers because it works for me maybe it's slower than last year's model i don't know and honestly i don't care because it works it does a great job and like i said i'm not just using it as a chromebook i am not simply opening safari every day so i can attest to the fact that it'll work for a lot of people similar to me who do some creative work on the side along with schoolwork because honestly it's a great computer for someone who wants to dip their toes in the water sort of in the sense of video editing and doing a podcast or any type of work like that i feel like this device is great and the original macbook airs that had intel they were good at that too but i think like i said this pushes the envelope more this makes it so much more useful and the possibilities are so much closer to being endless they honestly i don't know they've just they've done it again apple has designed something that i love and honestly i'm not sure if i fully realized how much i appreciate this thing until i just spent 40 minutes talking about it for you guys it's probably gonna be like half an hour or something like that by the time i'm done cutting out everything but honestly i am not exaggerating when i say this is a great computer for most people and like i said if you're that concerned about the numbers when we are referring to the ssd speed just get a macbook pro or pay that extra 100 or 200 dollars whatever it is to upgrade the storage because honestly upgrading storage on a computer is one of the most useful things you can do in terms of upgrades and spending more money on a device because then it'll last you longer rather than spending more money to get something that still has less storage but maybe a faster processor because honestly you are not going to notice this processor slowing down anytime soon i feel like this computer is so perfectly future-proofed 
because of how amazing it is right now i don't see it degrading very much other than the battery which is why like i said i'm i'm being careful but yeah um if you guys happen to have an m2 macbook air 2 let me know on twitter my username is i am steven spone you can check my name spelling in the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on it's spelled like stefan and yeah you could also find me by searching steven spone rhymes with stone that's a cute little name i added on twitter i hope you guys enjoyed this solo episode i know the quality might not be as great as it could be but at the same time this has to sound better than when i record on anchor with all of my friends just because it's really hard surprisingly to do like a call and record the audio in a way that doesn't sound like you're on a 1990s telephone so i apologize for the audio quality being kind of shitty on all the other episodes i hope this at least sounds a little better and honestly let me know what you think on twitter i will link my account down there in the show notes just because i feel like i want more audience uh interaction i think that'll be great thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on subscribe or follow the podcast on that platform and yeah thank you so much for your time i hope you have a great day take care